Hi, Bex. It's really nice to be with you today. Hello. Nice to be with you too. Um, so we're going to be talking about recruiting in early years and Beck, with all your sort of wealth of experience in, in different roles in early years settings and different types of settings, you must have done a fair bit of recruiting yeah. over, over the years. Yeah, <laughs> yeah definitely have. And it's, do you know what, it's one of my most enjoyable parts of the job because it's like when you get somebody new who's coming onto your team and they're going to be, you know, part of this team and, and enable children's futures, it's really crucial that you get the right person. Yeah. So I think we wanted to just talk a little bit around getting the right person but also we know like sort of um there is a there it is difficult to recruit people at the moment isn't it yeah so, yeah and you hear that don't you you hear that mm. settings are struggling to find staff and I know that for you it's really important that it's not just another member of staff to cover ratio isn't it that's something that you're really passionate about that is the most important thing because if if it's just somebody to cover and just cover those ratios and yes we've got to do that we've got to make sure mm. they're covered but however how are we going to enable really quality interactions and better brain development mm. and again we've, we all like we always say you hold the future of those children's well-being mm. in your hands so you have to get the right person so that again adds another layer onto that recruitment we're not just ticking a box you yeah. know and actually just going through through the motions of getting somebody to work with us we are actually when we're looking for somebody in early years we're looking for somebody who is really really dynamic who can be part of a team who can be independent who can think on their feet and who is really really professional as well yeah i know you, we've talked before and you've said about and i've heard you talk to, to settings about this but i really understanding like the ethos and the culture of your own setting yeah. because that does vary and so it's looking for somebody who thinks and sees children's development and early years education in a similar way isn't it I mean you're not going to get two people exactly the same but it's knowing what you value in your setting I think that's yeah I think that's right and also like have a look like what do you value in yourself as a professional so what is your what is the theory behind your practice mm -hmm. you know go and find out go and have a look if you don't know and you're just starting off everybody's got to start off somewhere but yeah. I think it's really important before you come into early years to know why you think like you, you do think about early years. Is it just the influence of your childhood? Yeah. Is it some um, different practice that you've seen? Go and volunteer and experience like lots of different practices mm -hmm. and see and have that understanding. And again, you know, it's a really great time in early years. We've got, um, you know, some the EYFS is changing slightly so we've got lots of research around that and that's a great place to start mm -hmm. you know and there's lots of documents out there where you can have a look at how to do that properly so so come really really prepared mm -hmm. for for that it's not it's not enough just to turn up and just to be there you've got to know why you want to be there and, and I think we touched on this with Jamie last week if yeah. you don't want to yeah. have fun and have a laugh and get messy and get yeah. you know muddy and wet and everything then it's it's not the right job for you no and I'm thinking again that that advice if you're somebody coming through a, a higher education route you will know the names of the theorists you'll know yeah. all the names of the of the theories and but actually if you're coming in without that it it also doesn't matter if you don't know the name of the theory you're right it could be based on your your own experience of of your parenting or who, who parented you and actually that's just as valid because it, but it's like it's, it's taking that time to reflect so don't if you're going for, I suppose if you're applying for a job, you're going for an interview and you're like, why, why do I do this the way I do it? It doesn't matter if you can go, oh, it's because of this 
theory yeah it's it's but it's taking that time to reflect isn't it it's really important Mm. so so in a lot of other countries like denmark for Mm. instance as well and sweden all of the practice behind it it's really important they don't practice without knowing why they practice Mm. so it's really important for us as individuals to have that ability to know why we're going to do it and Mm. yeah it may be that you know for me i was always sent out in the rain to play and do those things so for so for me i could say that's the start of my um my route into education actually yes. because that's the way I was educated so yeah. so if you look at that and then I go okay I'm going to have a look and see what research I can find out about that as well and see why I do what I do yes. so yeah, yeah. I, and I think that that's really key to bring that in because you know like we've said before we've all been children so yes. and we've all been brought up so whether we agree with how we've been brought up or not mm. it's what happened and actually mm. we can then go off and find our own research around that do you do you have any thoughts as to why it can be really t- i mean we've had a chat like this before and we don't have all the answers but do you have any thoughts as to why it can be difficult with re- in recruiting in early years i don't know if i've got the the, mm. the answers i i mean I, the one that's glaring us in the face is the fact that the that the wages are not yeah. great yeah. so and you know for me with with the settings that i've owned or with the settings where i've been the early years lead i've tried to make sure that the biggest resource is my team Mm. and we put more money into that team it's not enormous amounts but it's Mm. probably two three pound over what other other practitioners would receive Mm. so that makes a difference because because i think it's really important if you get the right practitioner actually they can um, really, really use all their own sort of practice. They don't need all the all really expensive resources. So you would you yeah. would shave money from your like totally. resources budget yeah. and, and put it yeah. into your best resource, which yeah. is your staff every time. Yeah. And also the resources. You know, we were talking about a community play group. One of the, one of the settings. It's like actually all of the parents bring their own snack. Mm. So again, even as much down, down to buying food, which ends up costing quite a lot of a week, mm. they all bring their own snack in, mm. and actually. We, we use that money for wages. Yeah. So, it, it, you know, and fundraising, you can use that for wages as well. So, so if you pay your team as best you can, really yeah. fairly, really justly, as best you can, then actually that team is probably going to stay with you as well. Because mm. in early years, you know, um, practitioners will move for mm. an extra 50 pence an hour yeah. or yeah, a pound an hour. And when you look at where you could change that budget, mm. actually... There's, there's, you know, a real good point for like just keeping that team together. Mm. And once you get a really strong team, building them up, doing CPD, going through your journey of training, mm. but actually you build that team together and it, the value is endless, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. No, it's really interesting. So if you, if you were giving advice to somebody who's looking to apply for a job in early years, you've already mentioned about know your reasons, like yeah. know your own ethos as to what working with children and what you celebrate and what you believe in. So understand your motivations, I suppose, yeah. would be a, a top tip. What else would we be sort of saying to, to people going into early years? I would say it's one of the ver- most varied mm. like careers you can have because there's so much that you can do in an early years career. And there's, you know, it's like for you, it's like specialising in early years mm. in speech and language, yeah. isn't it? So there's there's loads that you can do. Um, but I would I would be very aware that there's also lots that people do without getting paid for. And we've had this discussion before and it's like, are we, 
are we enabling that problem because we keep saying yes, yes. in rather than say and you know because we're such open kind-hearted people yes. we always say yeah I'll do that I'll add it. you know most of my friends who are in our profession are working at weekends yeah. or you know going out to sort of things so, so if you are doing that and the money is not there to change it then you need to have that time back like we've said before so yes. so don't become a volunteer remember yeah. you are a professional and we go to work it's a career we go to work to get paid because mm. we need to feed our own families and have our own so actually because we're doing a vocational profession make sure it is a vocational profession and you still get paid for what you do yeah. so i think that's really that's crucial really, yeah it is yeah. that's really important and in, and it's not an easy option is it i think you know no. we're not trying to put people off because actually we, we <coughs> oh, both love everything it. Yeah. Is, you know that's, that's what we do but it's not easy and you do have to be on your A game. So you, you yeah, do, yeah. You do, if you're entering into this profession, do it because you, for the yeah. love of, of children and creating those, those futures because it's, it's it's not an easy option no it's crucial it's crucial and also that one other point that we always say you know we are not babysitters we're yeah. educators mm. so if you wanted to go into a babysitting route there mm. is probably a route that you could you yeah. could do that and you could probably do that off your own back and do a different kind of business yeah, which absolutely. is like you know and it is There's a place for that. there is and it is yeah. needed but actually we are educationalists and we know why we practice and we put so much into it mm. and so much you know holding that child's future in your hands that really really key to remember that you're an educationalist and don't volunteer all your time yeah. for nothing i think it's really important that you work as a team and you are you know having a really engaging time mm -hmm. but you are a professional and it is a career mm, so. no amazing yeah, yeah we could talk all day yeah, good. Oh, <laughs> nice to speak to you Beth. thank you and as always, if you want to head over to Thriving Language, www.thrivinglanguage.co.uk for all your training needs, um, come on a podcast with us. We offer face-to-face -face training now. I'm very excited to be going back out. And also, obviously, you can just email us at rebecca at thrivinglanguage.co.uk if you want anything and head to our shop for all our publications and our latest courses, which you can buy now. Take care. Bye-bye.